Last time on Insourcelled, the girls had a simply delightful Christmas with the Porters. They had a week of festivities ranging from traditional Christmas shopping to a less traditional broomzoom game in the garden. With the stress of the annual yet iconic Porter Reasley Christmas Eve party approaching, the girls helped Henry decorate for the party. It ended up looking beautiful and charming, the perfect aura for a party. Afterwards, Henry and Ginny sat the girls down and gave them each presents that were perfectly suited for them. It was sweet and endearing, making each of the girls feel included. After dinner, the Porter surprised Celeste with a birthday cake and candles to celebrate her 13th birthday. She had the realization that she hadn't really had a birthday like it before, due to her parents usually being very busy. The girls retired to their immaculate and impossible-seeming pillow fort to continue the birthday festivities, and they fell asleep, smiles on their faces. They all made grand entrances to the party the next day, looking as incredible as ever, and enjoyed their time spent mingling with some of the party guests. Celeste, of course, introduced her friends to Drago and Canarsie Malloy, who then, in turn, introduced their toddler son, Scorpion. They also introduced themselves to the legendary Moona Light Great, who found an intense connection and kinship with Imogen, and Ralph Salamander, her husband, who was enthused by Louise's proposal for sorcerer therapy. Finally, Imogen gets lost within the sea of Riesleys, becoming one with the fellow redheads. As the party reaches its peak, the front doors open to reveal the final two attendees of the party, Professor Calvin Carver and Claire Chapman, Celeste's parents who had apparently been invited without Celeste's knowledge. The shock sends waves through the girls and Celeste goes to introduce her friends to her mother who is as cold and frigid as always. Claire seems only interested in her daughter's progress in school but otherwise remains rather quiet throughout the interaction. As they leave to interrogate Henry Porter about the presence of Claire Chapman, he reveals that the position Claire had recently taken was the chief sorcerer of the Sorcen Gamut, and she had recently convicted a man of attempted assassination against the minister of the sorcery world, Princeton Tethervolt. The girls knew Claire was powerful, but had no idea she had already reached such heights. With the promise of Claire taking Celeste to the Sanctum, it has become time for the first ever ensorcelled one-shot. Let's begin. This is our first one-on-one -on -one spinoff of Celeste session number one. Hello. Sanctum of Sorcery. All right. So on the day your mother decides to take you to work, you're woken by Leo early in the morning. He has prepared your usual breakfast and coffee just the way you like it. He's gone ahead and picked out several outfit options for you and have hung them together in your closet at the front, along with appropriate shoes and accessory options, of course, including the new diamond face watch your parents got you for your birthday slash Christmas. Wait, that, what, 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 it was a diamond watch? It's a diamond face watch. Diamond face, what does that mean, face watch? So basically the face of, the, of a watch is like with the numbers and the ticking, so that means there are diamonds on the face. It's usually like where the numbers are, so there'd be like 12 little diamonds around, or like a little oh, What pattern. a bougie gift, and I love it! It's so bougie. Oh! Classy. Oh, it's so dear. I love simple things like this. <laughs> you are expected to meet your mother by the fireplace at 7.30. Work for her starts at 9, but she didn't get to where she is by arriving on time. She is expected at this point by 8, but likes to be early to being early, hence the 7.30 go time. Celeste gets down there at 7.20. Yes, I love that. So, you know, you get down there, uh, and, and your mother uh, arrives dressed very professionally, as she normally does, ready to go. Um, Hello. Good morning. Good morning. 
she, she with that she grabs a scoop of flu powder that she keeps next to the fireplace um she she walks inside the fireplace specifically designed for flu powder you know crouching it's very clean she throws it down at her shoes confidently says sanctum of sorcery and with a burst of emerald flames she is gone celeste is going to follow she's going to yell out leo please take care of camilla she likes to be let out three times a day yes miss (laughs) sanctum of sorcery you arrive, and around you is a, is a horde of people spilling out of rows of fireplace uh, along both sides of a wide corridor. These people, older, uh, dust themselves off, join the stream of professionals strutting towards the center of the sanctum. Your mother is walking quickly and with purpose, did not wait long for you at all. People are glancing her way, but not letting their gaze linger. And at the end of the long corridor, the entryway opens up into a massive round room with hallways branching off and elevators to take you either up or down. Looking up, you see at least four balconies overlooking what seems to be the center of this hub. Everything is made of the most pristine white marble you have ever seen. Of course. Naturally, it's gorgeous. It's also a little more modernized than it had been in the say last decade or so. The the favorite <laughs> sorcerers are starting to like take on some of the normy like fashions and and technology even a little bit to just improve their life even more. Although a lot of the technology is just magic in a modern form in a modern cloak. Your mother strides up to the elevator with the least amount of people waiting for it, and upon hearing the clicks of her heels, the people waiting turn around. They see it's your mother and decide to wait at the elevator a few feet away with a larger crowd around it. The the doors slide open and the two of you alone enter. Celeste is trying to match her energy just so that (laughs) it kind of looks like a power walk. It's, you know, it's like a, a strong mother and her strong equal daughter. Yeah, you know, no matter your feelings, you know, you know that you're still, you're part of this, you know, no matter what. There's a number pad on the side of the wall with uh, numbers zero to nine. There are no specific buttons. So she punches in uh, 37 and swipes a white card and a voice sounds above you, source and gambit offices, and you zoom upwards quickly. Um, Did you press 37, you said? Yeah, 37, and she swipes okay. her card. And then that triggered the voice. Uh, source and gamut offices. You might feel your stomach drop briefly as as the elevator quickly goes upwards. You arrive and the doors open to an uncomfortable and false-looking common area. Uh, It doesn't look like it's ever been used, but it's there because they weren't sure what to do with the space. There's a hallway at the end of this common room going either left or right at the back and several doors here and there with nameplates tacked on. Um, she leads you uh, through the common room to the hallway and to the right. Um, after a couple twists and turns at the very end is a set of heavy wooden doors with the golden plaque next to it that reads Chief Sorcerer Claire Chapman. The office is rather empty right now. It's like she's the first one there, which makes sense because she is for the most part. She, she really likes to, to arrive with the smallest group possible. This is, this is Understandable. such a huge building, and it's, it's the entire government in one building, so it makes sense that there's an insane number of people walking around in offices and all of that. Of course, um, Mother has never liked people, so... 
It would she make doesn't... sense that she would come at the time they're not here. Exactly. You know, trying to avoid as much small talk as possible. Mm. Um, she she pushes open the doors to reveal an office even more grand than the one you've so rarely seen the inside in your home. Marble, again, bookshelves line the walls filled with books, fancy-looking bookends, and classy knickknacks. There's a table that looks like it was set up specifically with meetings in mind. A desk at the back is huge, but it still fits the room. Everything is absolutely pristine, and, and the back wall behind the desk is made entirely of glass with a view of cloudy London letting in the dim gray light of an overcast sunrise. It's a nice office. <laughs> oh yeah, no, so I'm visualizing it and Celeste is very much open mouth, just <laughs> oh. If if you didn't understand the full weight of your mother's position before, you are getting it now. Uh, Celeste is also understanding how she has so much money. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> your mother flicks her wand and several files fly out from the end of the bookshelf nearest to her desk, and the top one removes itself from the stack and flicks open. She sits down at her desk, and without saying a word to you, she begins to read. Oh. I think Celeste is going to... I think she'll try to make sure before her mother gets too far into work and just say... Uh, where would you like me to wait, Mother? Um, she, w- without looking up, she she kind of just waves her hand gently. And she says, "Just take a seat." Um, and, and then you have the option of sitting at, at one of the chairs right in front of her desk, or or at that table set up for a for like a meeting kind of setting closer to the the doors. Uh, I think Celeste is definitely going to try to sit at the desk chair mm-hmm. first. Is it possible to sit? behind the desk behind her mother or no um you you could try and pull a chair back there 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 is room for one of the desk chairs the desk chairs are a little heavy and a little bigger so it might take a little bit of work but there is room back there for one of them um i'll I'll, i don't want to bring a a chair there if it's not already there like it wouldn't make sense so i'll just Mm -hmm. sit in the front and i'm just gonna be very sly about how much I'm watching her work and looking at to try to get mm. information. So if you want to roll perception to try and get a peek at what she's looking at, you can. Absolutely. No. No? Oh, uh, the natural too. Ooh, you think there are words there. <laughs> you hope there are. <laughs> I believe she's reading English. <laughs> uh, for all you know, it could be anything else. But yeah, she's she it just sits and she's with, reading this it, file. It could be saucer English, which is slightly different. <laughs> slightly a little uh, perky or unusual. Exactly. She's just uh, she's she just continues to read D- despite you sitting down right in front of her. She really she does no reaction and, and doesn't uh, doesn't change her behavior at the moment. Okay. Um, does it seem like this is going to be the whole day? <laughs> uh, as far as you know, yes. As far as you know, you could sit there for hours while she just reads silently. But with your mo- considering your mother's position and being a smart cookie, you know there's probably something else or at least other people who will be coming to her. Okay. Then I think it's a test. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit quietly for at least like 20, 30 minutes, uh, still trying to kind of look for anything, information that I would want to know, because we're especially trying to figure out what's going on with uh, what happened with Edison. Right. I think that's like a huge part of it. And then we want to find out what this card that we stole from Delgado, what Mm -hmm. that's for. 
and why he had it. Right. Because he's not part of the sanctum, right? No, he's a hogweed teacher. Yeah, he shouldn't have this. Mm-mm. Okay. So even even your out. dad, truthfully, I mean, there are a couple of reasons why he might have something like that, but that's because his wife works in the sanctum. Yeah. But but there's no reason for a professor such as Delgado to have anything to do with the sanctum of sorcery, really. Well, yes, I, I I had assumed that my father only had the card because, you know, mother is part of it, and so mother probably gave him some sort of responsibility. You know, another way to get some extra money going into the home. That he's an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, yes, so we want to figure out the answer to that and to Edison. Is there anything I can kind of peek at about Edison? Um, you can you can look around and see what's what's on the bookshelves. You already tried looking at the file and that was unsuccessful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Suck it, I'm just going to go for it. Uh, Mother, what is that that you're reading? Um, It is a uh, file for uh, a case. Well, would you not, do you not want me to know about the case? I thought I was supposed to understand your job. She, uh, uh, while reading, glances up at you and, and, and stares at you for a moment. And then she looks back down and she goes, well, uh, this is uh, the case of um that that big scandal that's been that, that that has happened recently in regards to the minister and he has been convicted and not yet sentenced so i'm making my final decision on what his sentence shall be interesting uh do is this connected to edison or no uh no this this in particular is not connected to edison um no. this would celeste know what big scandal she's talking about uh, it's been it's been in the papers for sure. Celeste so um, definitely reads the paper. She's that bitch. <laughs> but it's po- I would be fine. Like, should I re- roll for it? Yeah, roll it? for how much you remember about it. Okay. What check would that be? Go for history. Okay, come on. Here we go. Come on. <laughs> ah! Okay, gonna have to re-roll that because it popped out of my thing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, so it was a 16 on the die, so mm. 16. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, basically, you, you know what she's talking about. It was a really huge deal. It was front page in several papers. Um, when it initially happened, you, you definitely read that headline, and it was uh, attempted assassination of Minister of Sorcery, Princeton Tetherbolt. Right, Big deal. Uh, Henry was talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Henry was talking about this over over the holidays. Absolutely huge deal. The, this guy tried to assassinate the, the minister who's been minister for about 10 years now and, and has a generally positive favor amongst the public. It was a rather quick trial, as ones in the source and gamut typically are compared to normie trials. Um, but this one in particular went decently quick it only took a couple days and he was found guilty of attempted assassination that's a huge deal uh yeah. who was the person who was uh, tried to attempt yeah his name is uh dobius uric dobius uric mm-hmm. i probably fucked up that spelling but you know it's fine it's spelled interestingly that's fine i, I mine's 
also interesting. We'll both be interesting. Yeah. Uh, um. So, so this guy was found uh, guilty after after a couple days of trial at the Source and Gamut, and as it was a big deal, it was pretty full. The, the sourcing gamut typically is not full for trials unless it is something that is massive. And then this clearly was, it had a, a bit of a cultural impact. Uh, Celeste is definitely going to try to sound a little, like she knows a little bit more than she knows, but, oh yes, the assassination attempt on the, on the minister. I've heard all about it. Of course, I've been doing my reading, so. Hmm. Your, your mom, your mom just nods a little bit as she flips the page. Fuck, she's not going to give me any information, <laughs> is she? She's um, a tough cookie. Um, I'm wondering if this should be the time that I I don't have friends to tell me what's a good idea or not. This is horrifying. This is all all alone. This is all Celeste. (laughs) Okay, so she's going to uh, she's going to say, "Oh, mother, would it be a good time to use the restroom in this moment?" Uh, she she says, "Uh, um." I suppose, if you need, you can go out the door and take a right, which is the only option you have because you're at the end of a hallway. Go down go down the corridor, and uh, back in the common room, there should be a restroom. Lovely. Um, well, don't wait up. Uh, keep your reading down. Uh, so Celeste is going to walk out of the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take out the card uh, if there's nobody around. Mm-hmm. I, is there anything on it that will suggest like what floor or what? It's just the SOS on it. Oh, fuck. I might have to do the deception roll of a lifetime. Could I? Is there a role on knowledge I would have for how to test this? Um, you you watched your mom use it. She pressed um, the number and then swiped. Yes. So it sounds like you need to know what the number is beforehand. Now, Mr. Porter told me there is a place in the Sanctum in which I can check where it's from. The only problem is, I, if it's somewhere secret, I don't want them to take it away from me. So, I don't want to bring my mother into it, so I'll try to, I should try to do lies outside of my mother. <laughs> well, uh, at that moment, uh, the, the elevator door tings open and out rushes uh, a frazzled-looking young man with, with really curly brown hair and wide eyes. He almost runs into you, but he stops. And, and oh! he, he looks down, and he just tilts his head a little bit, and he goes, Hello. Yes, hello. Why are you rushing so quickly that you almost ran into me? Uh, rude. To my boss? What, are you a child? And you're an adult. Good job. <laughs> uh, Celeste is going to... Are you talking about that boss back there? Uh, do you mean, uh, do you mean the, the chief sorcerer? Claire? Miss, Miss Chapman, yes. Oh, so my mother. You... And and he he takes a second and he like looks at you and like squints his eyes and he goes, yeah. You really mm-hmm. have to work that hard to make a connection. Well, it's just, it, you're, I guess you're a little older than you are in that picture. Oh yes, that was taken when I was much younger. Mm-hmm. How may I help you? Uh, um. Well, I it's it I guy in. You can tell he's he's a really frazzled kind of guy. Oh, oh, wait, I think I heard about you. Remind me what your position is. I think I might have heard some information that Miss Chapman wanted you to do. Remind me uh, who you are again, what your position is. I'm, she told me to, to give a message to someone. I'm I'm her, her assistant. I need to give her the schedule for the day. That's I, I do that oh. at eight. And he like oh. looks down at his watch. Well, what's his name? Uh, his name, uh, he, he tells you his name is Robbie. Robbie? Don't worry, I'll give it to her. I'm acting as kind of a temporary assistant. You are? Roll for deception. (laughs) (laughs) Harley, I pass. 
Uh, that Damn is it. A, I'm proficient in deception. It's the only thing I'm proficient in. I rolled a 19. So that is a 26. Oh my god. Yeah, so um, he absolutely buys it, and he's suddenly nervous for his job. He's like, are you sure? Are you you're sure that you can... Um, she really needs, she doesn't, she doesn't remember the times of the things that she has to do. Are are you sure that you can get these to her? You mean walk back into the room behind me? Well, if you're worried about, let me overview the documents. I'll check if they're correct. Just save you a little bit of time and embarrassment. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go through them and Mm -hmm. mentally take notes of all what what he's giving. Great. It's, it's three, it's three things. It's pretty simple. So it shouldn't be too hard to remember. Okay. So he he pulls out this little pad and he goes, "All right, um, well, it, it, it's eight a.m. now. Um, so there at nine at nine is the sentencing of the sorcerer who's accused of te- attempting to assassinate the minister of sorcery. Well, he's not well, accused. Heard he's all about it. Convicted. Um, That's why you shouldn't be interrupting her because she's making her decisions. Mm-hmm. You have to be more careful. Thank God I was here." <laughs> And then, uh, and then at 10, there's a meeting before the new trial begins this afternoon. They anticipate it'll take a few days uh, to get this one done. Oh, new trial. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was mentioning something about that. And then um, uh, the trial, of course, it begins at 1, and that should take her through to the end of the day. Yes, it all sounds like all of what we went over. Yes, you can please go on ahead. Bring it to her. Uh, now, beforehand, there was one thing on our way in. I did happen to pick up a card that I found, and I just wanted to be able to know what office, how would I be able to know what office it goes to? You know, I found it on the ground, I don't want people to be missing it, somebody's probably mm-hmm. looking for it, and my, I think it's just better if, you know, between you and me, my mother doesn't worry about this, and I just go return it. Alright, can you just roll me a d20, nothing added? God. Okay. Oh, shit. 15. That does not, that does not pass. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I rolled really high for that. And, and he says, uh, no, the, I, I mean, I guess unless you know where it goes to, you don't really know where it is. You can, you can just, uh, turn it into the office of information or honestly just throw it out. Only the person who would use it, I guess, would, would know what it really goes to. Okay. Well, no need to bring that up to my mother. It's simple trouble. I'll make sure to throw it out after this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He nods and, and, uh, uh, he, he goes to uh, walk to your mother's office. And, uh, Robbie, uh, I would love a coffee. Uh, he, he nods and he's like, uh, okay. Um, and he goes to turn on the hall and then he stops and he turns back and he goes, wait. And he, like, stares off for a second as he's trying to process something. That's what she meant. She's bringing, okay. You're her daughter who's here to, okay. Um, uh, your, your mother told me, um, uh, like a week or so ago, kind of that you're coming, um, and said that uh, you are to. And he looks at his notes and he's trying to clearly decipher what is written because whatever he was told was not clear. Um, and he's like, "You are going to um, the." And, and he's he's looks between his notes of the schedule and the pad. He's really trying to work this out. Um, well, first, I was supposed to check out the library full of the case files, I'm sure. My mother would want me to know what the case files were. The records for? Yes, of course. Um, Do you not think okay. 
capable? I'm sorry. No, uh, uh, she just said you're you're going to the uh, the oh you're going to the the trial this morning, um, and then afterwards you're going to be with me the rest of the day I think. Darling, um, darling, uh, I will be sure not to hurt you too much. <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> he like laughs nervously and he's like, <laughs> okay. Oh, I promise you, I'm I'm not worse than my mother, so it'll just be like walking around with your boss, you know? I'm just like her, so All just right. that. Uh he he kinda nods, I'm sure what to think of it, and he's like, I'm gonna go give this to you, uh, your mom. Um Absolutely. If you're going somewhere, make sure you're back in time for the trial. She does not like tardiness. Um and I will get you coffee, I Guess. Thank you, Ravi. You're so helpful. Well, run along. You don't want to be late giving her her schedule. He checks his watch, gets nervous again, and then just takes off down the hall, uh, running towards your mother. This is what Celeste was born for. <laughs> this kind of making mental manipulation. Nervous. <laughs> oh yes, this is making people nervous. Mental manipulation. <laughs> don't get in trouble. Oh, queen. Okay. Oh, I love her. I love her. Uh, now, question. Does Celeste look old enough to, like, she's always looked a little older. She's 13. Would she look old enough to be, like, a 10? Mm, probably not because of um, because of the, the educational laws of needing to be in school unless, you know, there's special circumstances. And then even then not being able to get a job at the Sanctum until she hits 17. Okay. Um... I have an idea. Oh, okay. Jesus. I'm excited. I'm going to go to that place they keep telling me on how to discover where the card is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing it's not a part of where my mother has influence, mm-hmm. right? But I'm guessing they're still scared of her, right? I mean, she is She is head of the source environment. People tend to know who she is, it seems. So I would like to go there. I am mm-hmm. going to find out where this card exactly goes to. So basically, the, the people who, who have told you, um, who have talked to you about the card, you, you know that there is a specific place you need to go if you, like, lose your card um, to, to, or you accidentally grab someone else's card to get the card that you need to get the access to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, like, kind of like an information desk kind of a deal. I, I, have, I have an idea. I, have, I think I have an idea about how I'm going to go about this. Okay. So Celeste is going to go up to the desk where she would uh, find out where a card goes to. Would that just, I'm guessing it's just run, there's just like a secretary or something. something yeah, there's just some, like, just someone who works at like the information desk. Hello, how are you? Uh, he- and uh, the, the woman who's working kind of looks down and goes, hello, are you lost? Yes, no, hello, up here, faces up here. So lovely to meet you, Celeste Carver Chapman. Lovely to be met. Uh, yes, Carver Chapman, you know, Mrs. Chapman's daughter. Uh-huh. I just had a question on her behalf. You see, she's very busy. I don't know if you heard that there is a certain case going on. Very important. Her whole office is supposed to be working mm-hmm. on this very tirelessly. One of them happens to have uh, misplaced the card. You see, we found a card on the floor. We need to find out who it belongs to in order to make sure that they get severely punished. Now, I'm sure you don't wish to keep my mother waiting because, as you know, she's not exactly friendly when you keep her waiting. Uh, the the woman definitely has at least had some kind of run-in with your mother, and, and she nods and she goes, of course, miss. So you want to you want to find out whose car this is? 
Well, I just actually, it doesn't even have to be a name. I just need to know what floor it goes to because then we know who it goes to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so she takes the card and she dips it into kind of like almost like a card reader kind of a thing. And she, she waits for a moment and she reads, huh, this was on your mother's floor? Well, no, we found it on the floor, whether or not it was supposed to be on that floor. Interesting, because it, go, it goes to three different floors, but it doesn't seem to be a permanent pass. It seems to be a temporary wait, pass. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me what three floors they are. I know exactly who this is. You do. Yes. Tell me. Ro- what three roll for deception. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did you get? I shit you not. I rolled an eighteen. Oh my god. Okay. Um. She... That's a twenty-five. Shit. Um. <laughs> you son of a bitch. So. Uh... Deception is my shit, Harley. This is the only thing I have proficiency in. <laughs> so she she nods and she goes, okay. Uh, yeah. It. Well, it seems to go to uh, the Department of Defense, Department of Education, or the Department of Conspiracy. Conspiracy. What, do says, I know what the Department of Conspiracy is? Uh, no. Okay. Um, she says, uh, this is only a temporary pass, so it can only be used uh, once on, on one of these floors. So uh, whoever it was, uh, I needn't go to all three floors, just oh. go to one. No, no, I know exactly who this is. Oh, their days. I saw them ha- carrying other extra cards. Give me the card back. I take the card back before she can even answer. <laughs> I assure you, they will receive the punishment that they deserve. Now, I think we both know that you shouldn't mention this to my mother because she's in a bad mood. So would you like to make her more angry? I don't think so. It was lovely to meet you. Can you roll for intimidation? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> not bad actually it's still not bad all right then it's a 17. okay so she definitely feels a a little bit nervous but she is not shaking in her boots and she goes she doesn't need to be she just needs to be nervous and not say anything she's like uh yes miss so lovely to meet you also i just want to say can i is there like something on her like a brooch or something she's wearing that gives her a little accent she's uh so she's mostly wearing like uh like a uniform but she does have nails that are, are painted a really pretty purple. Thank you. So- <gasps> oh, my goodness. Did you do that to your nails yourself? Uh, uh, yes, yes, I did. What on earth do you do this as a side business? This was professionally done. <laughs> oh, thank you. Do you have a card or something? You know, I would love to hire you. I, you know, my mother takes me to events. I always want to get my nails done. She goes, well... I mean, she and she she scrawls down on a piece of paper uh, just a bit of information. She's I have cards, but but it, it, here's here's my information. Are they actually nice? Yeah, she's she's pretty sweet. Um, and, and um, she's really caught off guard by the compliment and, and kind of like blushy a little bit. Oh, uh, does she write her name on it? Yeah. What's her name? Uh, it is um Maggie Kim. Okay. Oh. No, Maggie, I have to tell you, I have seen many professional nails done. This takes the cake. And I will absolutely be hiring you for my next event. I mean, honestly, this is wonderful. Thank you, you have so a lovely much. Day. Of you course, my name's Celeste again. So lovely to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too, Celeste. Ta-ta. <laughs> All right. Celeste knows how to play the game. 
Um, so you make them scared, and then you make them like you, so they're especially not going to betray you. Oh my god. Um, I actually am going to hire her. I want you to know that. She will get hired. Good. Maggie's sweet. Maggie Kim is going to be a reoccurring character that Celeste always <laughs> hires for doing her nails. I gotta write that down. Oh, um, <laughs> so, um, as you pass, there's a, there's a very large clock um, that, that you can tell it's getting close to nine, which is uh, the beginning of the trial, so you might want to get back soon. Oh, I, I head immediately back to the room. Uh, I get there right, I get there where it's still early enough that it's not, like, crazy late, but, like, she Celeste had to run a little bit. She had to, like, hustle it. So she's right. a little, she takes a moment right outside the door. Hey, she takes that like tissue that she hides on herself and just pats down the sweaty spots. And <clears throat> hello, mother, I'm back. Um, she is, uh, she just closes the file as you enter. Um, mm-hmm. she looks up at you, nods, and, um, and, and she stands and begins to organize her files. And she says, Celeste, we don't normally allow visitors within the Source and Gamut chambers, but that's because nobody has ever asked to bring anyone unless they're being charged with something. You may sit on the lowest bench with the younger members of the Source and Gamut. Listen quietly, behave, and then you will walk me back to my office where Dimitri, and she kind of like waves her hand a little bit, will pay mind to you for the rest of the day. Uh, when the trial is over for the day, then Robbie. we will go home. Uh, Dimitri, the, the frazzled little boy. Isn't um, his name Robbie, actually? It is Robbie, yeah. She just keeps calling him <laughs> Dimitri. Okay, I love it. I'm sorry. Um, oh, yes, of course. Good to see you again, Dimitri. He He's in the corner uh, writing something down, and he, like, looks up, and he, he like, twitches a little bit. Your your mother puts on a, a robe that, that's this gorgeous, rich, dark mauve color, and there's a large silver S embroidered into the front. And she oh. says, all right, come along now. Should I put on anything uh, just to, so I don't look like a child in the audience, or mm-hmm. will they be okay with that? Just, uh, no, he'll be fine. She she walks you back through the office to the elevator, um, and upon entering, she taps the number 10, um, but she does not use her key card. Um, the, the voice overhead says, Source and Gamut Chambers. You arrive at a large, round, courtroom-esque place. <laughs> you writing that down? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm remembering what every floor I go to does. She's uh-huh. on floor 37. Mm-hmm. This is four terms. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what were the numbers for Department of Defense, Education, and Conspiracy? Uh, you didn't get those. I know, I got, got the numbers. You didn't get the numbers. Fuck! I didn't think to get the numbers! Fuck. Okay, well then we're gonna have to do a little bit more work. Um, well, I got the names. So you arrive at a large, round, courtroom-esque place. There are three levels of benches surrounding the circular room, and directly across from the doorway, there is a very tall podium risen above the rest. This is where your mother sits. Oh, so I think Celeste, when she walks in, kind of whispers to herself, Oh, Lord, so high up. Okay. <laughs> okay, Bob. Okay. <laughs> Just a little appreciation. Okay, like, strong, independent woman. Oh, All right. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to be okay with what my parents are trying to get me to do now. If I get to sit that high up. <laughs> above everyone else um yes <laughs> i think uh though when celeste takes the seat uh mm-hmm. i think a little bit of her dies a little on the inside because mm-hmm. she does have that realization that she doesn't want to do this just in that moment of sitting down mm-hmm. and like because i don't think she ever wanted to but it always was like this fantasy 
And so now finally being there and being in this depressing area, this depressing room full of quiet people, now that she's met the colorful people she's met, mm-hmm. I think this is the first time she's like, oh shit, I don't want to do this. Oh, well, fuck, we can't focus on that right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it ends up being quite a full room. And you know that, of course, as we discussed earlier, the source and gam- a full source engagement is not common common unless the charge is quite serious. So the the prisoner is is brought in uh, and sat down um, in the center of this room, and, and there's almost like a spotlight on him, and, and there's a darkness around the crowd as everyone watches. Um, and after a brief overview of the past trial recounting the events, the evidence presented, the interrogation of the criminal, and the conviction of attempted assassination, your mother stands, and in front of everyone, she says, Dovius Urich, having been found guilty of the attempted assassination of Minister of Sorcery, Princeton Tethervolt, you have been sentenced to life. If you can't say it without <laughs> laughing, we gotta call it something no, else. No, I can do it. I can do it. I just need a minute. <sighs> I just can't say the full thing. It's hard to think about it. Mom's voice too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have been sentenced to life in Alaskaban, with a crack of a gavel echoing throughout the room. The guards go to take the criminal away, and he shouts. The rise is coming, with a booming voice that lingers in the air as he is dragged away. The rest of the source and gamut begin to whisper amongst themselves, and pursing her lips, she calmly says, You are dismissed. And the rest of the sorcerers all rise and leave, the chatter continuing in hushed tones. And I try to listen in on a conversation of the people running around just to see if I can get anything on what they meant by the rise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, roll for that. Okay. Uh, so what was I rolling for? Uh, perception? Okay, then it's a 19. Okay. So, yeah, you can definitely, you know, being directly next to several of the members of the Source and Gamut, you can definitely hear some conversation. Um, on one side of you, you hear, uh, you hear two sorcerers whispering um, about the harshness of the sentence and questioning, yes, he's guilty, but the assassination wasn't successful. Life in Alaskaban? Seems rather harsh. You know, they can tell that they're, they're kind of questioning the judgment a little bit. And then on the other side of you, um, you, you hear uh, uh, two men whispering, the rise is coming, the rise. Rise of what? What's rising? You know, last time I heard something about rising was the, uh, was the blood feasters. Do you think they could be coming back? Um, and the, one of the other one is behind you. You can hear, well, they've been releasing some from Alaskaban. Their, their sentences are up. Perhaps they're not over it yet. Kind of hearing these like the rustlings of rumors and disapproval and general unhappiness coming from around you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so uh once once the the chambers has emptied out your mother uh still standing gestures for you to follow her and and her billowing deep violet cloak brushes against the ground as she makes her way back to her office mother what do you exactly mean by the rise well i'm unsure you can tell that she's kind of trying to think a little bit that like her mind is is going ten miles a moment or ten miles a minute, but she's trying to like 
keep her outward appearance cool and and unbothered. Can I make an insight check to see how she's feeling? Mm-hmm. Ah, damn it. <laughs> she's doing a good job at hiding it. That's, As uh, she does. She's a she, pro at deflecting emotions. She really is. She's very, very good about about um, keeping it all concealed, which has been one of the one of the things that has helped her got, get to where she is today. Um, so she, you really cannot tell if, if this has rattled her, if she's upset, if she's scared, if she's nervous, if she is angry. You really just see she's contemplating, and, and that's really it. Understandable. Now, what drew you to the conclusion of life in Alaska, man? We just got out of a long period of bad things happening and letting them happen due to ignorance and blindness. It is in these times when things like this start to happen that we must prove to be strong and stubborn. We cannot let these people with bad intentions see that they can get off without consequence. And we cannot let them free, or else they will fuel the fire that will burn our society. Agreed. <laughs> I think Celeste has a newfound respect for her mother. Uh, I definitely wrote down good guy. <laughs> I was like, ooh! Wasn't sure about this. <laughs> um, yeah. So even though she's she's very cold and very hard and, and very, you know, unforgiving, she has very strong opinions. And and perhaps this might be the first glimmer of change that people spoke about when you first started hearing about your mother's new position and what she was doing. I like her preventative measures. It'd be unfortunate if he was not guilty but she knew he was guilty i mean based on based on the overview uh that you heard mm -hmm. um it, it seems like there was no hiding uh hide it was very very clear which is one of the reasons why it was so quick um it was very clear that this person is very open about their attempt and especially their burst of anger upon hearing their sentence um it, it seems like the suspicions are just confirmed and that true colors will be revealed whether or not they are spoken, but they are now shown. Uh, Mother, I also overheard people talking about different departments. I was wondering, I had questions on them, like what they do and, you know, what they're for. Mm, which departments? Well, I heard someone talk about education, which I'm assuming has to do with the work inner workings of Hogweed. She uh, she scoffed a bit. She goes, yeah, the Department of Education um, overseeing what happens at Hogweed and how it functions. Uh, yeah. I personally think uh, they're over budgeted and that Hogweed does just fine functioning on their own. But they decided to um, a few years ago establish a department focused solely on the inner workings of the school. Interesting. What floor is that on? She was, oh, I have no idea. I have nothing to do with the Department of Education. Understandable. Who would want to? She's then going to ask, okay, other things that I heard. Oh, oh, oh Department of Defense. I'm assuming that's just military and whatnot. Mm, the Department of Defense, that is sort of 
it's kind of a one big department, uh, a little bit of the Department of Law Enforcement, but a little vaguer. Um, it has everything to do with the law enforcement to, um, you know, the, the security of the sorcery world. Interesting. Now, you might get mad at me about this next one. I don't know if I was supposed to overhear it. I overheard it on a walk-in. Uh, it sounded like it was a secret, but you and Father are the ones who taught me how to eavesdrop. Uh, I did hear a Department of Conspiracy. Now that sounds interesting. Can you roll an insight check for me? Insight, okay. Insight check is 16. Okay. So, uh, you see, uh, the words Department of Conspiracy, your mother stiffens up a little bit. Just like, uh, just so, such slight changes, just in the shoulders, a little bit in the jaw. Um, she glances over at you with the side of her eye, and then back forward, she says, The Department of cons- Conspiracy? That's what it sounded like I heard. I couldn't mm. hear it that is ridiculous there's no reason the sanctum of sorcery would have a department of conspiracy i mean the the suggestion of of us having that is just ridiculous so i can tell my mom's full of shit isn't she (laughs) you can tell something about the words uh, department of conspiracy makes her nervous it might be the fact that the suggestion that that exists is a little either preposterous or comes from some kind of rumor. You're not entirely sure what put her on edge, but something about it did put her on edge, and you can draw your own conclusions. Oh, interesting. Hmm. It must have been a rumor. I mean, why on earth would be a department of conspiracy? Mm. Um, also, is there... How do you know what is on which floor? Do you have a map, or...? Well, it's such a large building, uh, people tend to just know which floors uh, they need to go to, um, and and they just go to those floors, and they don't really bother with what's on the other floors. I mean, for example, I really couldn't tell you what's below the ground. I never go to the subfloors at all. I, I stay strictly above ground. Of course, yes. Makes sense. I wonder if there's a department on where the departments are. Ha ha ha. She does not laugh. Um, <laughs> at this point, uh, at this point, you've gotten back to uh, back to her office, um, and and you see in the in the common room, the strange common room, uh, Robbie um, looking squirrely as always uh, is sitting in a chair writing things down. He he looks really stressed still. He seems out of his element. Uh, your mother gestures to him as he passes says, Jimmy will mind you the rest of the day. Uh, do as he says, conduct yourself in a respectable manner. And she struts back onto her to her office and you see there's a massive stack of, of files next to him. Oh we're not doing that. So my mother is my mother in the room with Dimitri? Uh she no, he's in the common room and okay. she went back to her office. So so she basically dropped you off and went back to okay. prepare for that meeting that she's about to have. So Robbie, why does my mother call you Dimitri? so mean of her um he glances up from the the notebook that he's writing and he goes um i I don't know i think i think one of her first assistant assistants was dimitri and she just didn't bother to learn any of her other assistants names and he he like laughs Uh, a little bit oh i vaguely think i remember dimitri although then again who knows how many dimitris there has been uh 
<laughs> no. He looks nervous. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm trying to get him a little nervous, like, I'm the daughter. Now, hmm. What was on the agenda for today? Because I had an idea about what I wanted to do. He uh, he smacks the stack of files next to him. He goes, I gotta figure out how to get these down to uh, to the records uh, today. Um, they they need to they need to go down um to to Andrew. Oh, I can take them for you. Yeah, you you'd be willing to do that? Oh, Robbie, you deserve a little bit of a break. Clearly. <laughs> Let's do it together. I've been learning some deep breathing exercises from my friend Louisa. <sighs> <sighs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Robbie. Uh, wonderful Robbie. I do believe I'll need a key card. Uh, he goes, actually, no, the office of records is actually pretty open. It's, oh, um, it's, it's sub-level three. Um, it's a really, really big room, and it's really, really empty, because uh, only one person works there. Just, just get on the floor, keep walking straight, and, and you'll see them eventually. Just deliver these uh, to him and tell him they're from the chief sorcerer. So it's just a big room of records, and I have to find the one person in charge? Oh, no, it's just a big room. Oh. And there's one person there. Oh. Just very far away from the elevator. I don't know why they do that to him, actually. That seems kind of mean. That seems rather rude, but you know, hey, who will be? Uh, but I did also have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Robbie. Dear sweet Robbie. Uh, you know how my mother can be. I have been considering a department outside of her department. I know, I know, it's crazy. Do you, Robbie, if you tell my mother that, I will have you fired. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> he's, he's very on edge. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about exploring other departments. On my way up, is it possible if I could go see them? If I could take a peek, is there a way I could look around? Um, he, he nods and he goes, I mean, if you can get onto the floor, it's, it's kind of free game. Oh, okay. Is there, like, a record or whatnot I can find of what floor is which? Um, I, I mean, I, I don't really know. You can, you can ask around and, and see if people have any, you know, if they could tell you, but I, I really don't know much beyond, you know, this floor and, uh, the kitchen floor where I get the coffee every morning. Well, let me take these down for you, uh, and I'll be back when I'm back. You take a break, Robbie. Take a nap. Thank you so I I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Look, if there's anyone who understands the the tyrannical way of my mother, it is me. He does not say anything. Does not uh, confirm. Allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let me take these for you. See you in a bit. Uh, Celeste is absolutely going straight to Maggie. Uh, so, so he's going to carry these things over to Maggie. Mm. Ah, Maggie, how are you after this? Let me tell you, the trial I was in, crazy. Oh, I heard all about it. Oh my goodness, let's dish. Uh, she just dishes about the trial, like, a little bit. Nothing, giving no information that her mother would be mad about giving out. Mm-hmm. Like, just so talking she, about the what is her. She, she leans forward and she goes... Did he really say that? Oh, he so did. It was so loud. Oh my gosh. I know. What does it mean? I don't know. Right? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, Maggie, I did have one question. Mm-hmm. So, can I tell you a little secret since, you know, 
a little close at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least if I ever come back, I know I have a friend here. Um, I did want to check out other departments. Okay. I don't know where they are. Right. <laughs> Is there a way that I can figure out where they are? I, I, I would like, I'm looking for like a list of what we have and what the options are. You know? She says, well, there's not really like a list. They found a couple years ago that when you document where things are, people will find them. And um, they try to avoid that now. Most people, when they're hired, they're met in the lobby by who hired them. And then they're told, this is where you will go. You might go here. And then that's what people know. So there's no real way to like find out where everything is. That's kind of the point. And that's why there are over a hundred different floors. It's uh, like just to make sure that everything is safe and that people don't break in and break things and hurt people. Makes sense. I, I mean, like, okay, so we talked earlier. By the way, do you know who it was? It was my mother's assistant, Dimitri. I know. Don't worry, he was fired. They, she rehired somebody actually quite quickly. His name's Robbie. Very oh. sweet. Okay, that's okay. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, but like, even you said earlier, I mean, like, what floors are those on? Who knows what floors these things are? Well, I wish I could tell you, but I mean, I barely know where things are. I basically know here and that's it. I, I don't, I never tell people where the things are because they don't tell me. Oh, that's so unfortunate. You deserve more, Maggie. You deserve much more. Well, cool. I'll, t- I'll let you know if I hear anything else that's interesting. <laughs> okay. Ta-da. I'm going to go to the sub-basement. Apparently they want me to <laughs> take all these back. Oh, right. um, say hi to Andy for me. He's a real sweetheart. Oh, lovely to know. Uh, will do. Uh, and I walk off. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Maggie. I, I do love, love her. <laughs> she's going to be my ride or die whenever I come back to the sanctum. Love oh my Maggie. God. Yes. Also love that I can blame my mother's assistant, say it's Dimitri, and it still works! <laughs> Lucky! Okay, so Celeste is going to go to... I think she's going to realize it would be better if she drops off the files first. Mm-hmm. So she's going to go down and drop off the files for Andy, it was, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, you get into the elevator, and... and at first, it might be a little confusing because it was subfloor three, but you see at the bottom that there's like a little minus sign. Um, so you probably figure out that you got to press that first and then the three. Um, and you don't need a key card or anything. It just takes you down a little bit. Um, and upon entering, it is a very interesting looking room. It's almost like an empty warehouse where it's very like metal and dark and huge, echoey and, and empty. But you can see ahead that there's a light and some kind of silhouette of like a figure at a desk. Hello over there! Uh, you hear a really old voice like after a moment go, hello? I suppose I'll come to you! <laughs> And you hear, like, a, a breath and goes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I walk a mile. <laughs> you, walk, you walk for a hot second. But you, you approach and you see an ancient-looking man working very slowly at a desk. Um, his glasses are drooping off his nose, sinking mm. in his wrinkles. His hair is a dark, silvery gray with, like, loose hairs floating around his face. And his choice of wardrobe is terrible. You see he's wearing, like, a 
taupe short sleeve button up shirt with very bright sparse flower pattern and like a ratty looking like cardigan covered in dust even though it's on his body and, and you gather that this must be Andrew. You must be Master Andrew. How are you? Hello and uh who are you young lady? Oh I'm so sorry Celeste Carver Chapman so lovely to be met. Uh, Hello. A friend of, of Maggie who says hi by the way. Maggie is so sweet. We eat lunch together. Oh that's lovely. I she had really an egg is. salad sandwich today. That's wonderful. Good job. Although it's not even 11. It's only 9.45 and I already ate lunch. What will you do for lunch? <laughs> well, I brought... <laughs> I brought pot roast for dinner, so maybe that. <laughs> What's happening? Andrew, you are just so fascinating. But I, uh, while I'm here, I did have some questions about this place. Do you think you'd be able to answer them for me, Andrew? I absolutely have answers. Lovely. Uh, well, first off, what is this? I mean, it doesn't look like all the files are here, yet this is where we filed things. Ah, but you wait. And he slowly stands, and he walks from behind the desk, and then he walks a few feet away, and he stands, and he turns back to you, and he stomps, and a file cabinet flies up from the floor right in front of him, and he goes, I found the files. (laughs) (laughs) I love this man. (laughs) oh interesting andrew that is such a trick i love it you really are pro (laughs) thank you and he he elbows it and it flies back down into the floor now i have two things that i'm here for Mm -hmm. Um, so first off i have to drop off all these files for from dear robbie of dimitri as my mother refers to him um i know (laughs) but so I did want to, I wanted to drop those off. I did also want to ask, um, I was supposed to get a file for my mother. It needs to be reopened, unfortunately. Oh, uh, wait, you said that Robbie is your mother's assistant. Oh, no, Dimitri, I'm so sorry. Robbie Dimitri is, is your mother's assistant. Well, he was, uh, Robbie is the new assistant. Dimitri was his assistant. Is your mother... Claire. Yes. No shit! I know, <laughs> And a wide right? smile happens across the face. Claire and I used to work together! What? Where? Here? Right here! <laughs> now that is interesting. Tell me about that. Sweet old Claire. Oh, what a sweet woman that was. <laughs> right! Sweet! Yes. She... She came here right out of hogweed, she did. Young, no idea what she was doing, no idea what she wanted. But man, she got out of here fast. But those weeks she spent here, that time we spent together was fun. And and she is hilarious, your mother. Right. We have so many laughs at home. <laughs> That's just a laugh fest. He he nods and he goes, You look just like her too. 
thank you. Uh, well, it is so interesting. Uh, Andrew, I would... Uh, now, I'm going to make sure that I come again on another day to sh shadow my mother. Would it be alright if I came by and we maybe had lunch next time? That would be great. Oh, I would love... I would love nothing more than that. Me, you, and Maggie, we'll all have lunch and we'll talk about the old times. I'd love to hear more stories about my mother. Not too late now, or I'll eat my sandwich early. Oh, oh, you, I bet you would too. I'll <laughs> just bring a brisket if you don't. Ah! <laughs> I'll just bring a brisket if you do. <laughs> he he laughs. Um, He clearly thinks that you're just such a card. I love him. Um, <laughs> uh, I did want to... Uh, my mother wanted me to grab one more file. It just needs to be reevaluated. Uh, uh, the one that was on, um, there was an investigation on dear Edison from uh, Hogweed. Ah, let me look. Um, and he's he's still standing where he is, but he turns around and he starts walking. Um, and and he walks for for a little bit. Um, and finally he stops and he's like. Yeah, and he stomps again, and up comes another file cabinet. He pulls it open and goes, Mmm, no, this is not about hogweed. This is about the memory spell. And, and he, he turns and he stomps somewhere next to him, and a second cabinet flies up, and he goes, I think this one's it. Starts going through it. Memory spell? Uh, yeah, we keep all the uh, records of um, everything here, and there's ah. a there's a whole big department that does the memory spell, and so this is all the reports of the memory spell in this cabinet. Oh, lovely! Uh, reports of memory spell <laughs> in that cabinet. Um. Uh. Now I don't suppose that I don't suppose that you would slip. A, just an educational thing on the memory spell for me, would you? Was, Maybe as some... For Claire's kid, anything! Oh, Andrew! I'm going to bring a brisket anyway next time. <laughs> <laughs> what was that laugh? <laughs> it was a fake Celeste laugh. That's what it was. <laughs> um, so so he, he, he leans up against the, the memory spell, uh, the oblivious cabinet, and he goes, uh, what, what are you looking for? Oh, um, so question on this beforehand. So the way I understood it is like there's a department that just wipes people's memories. Yeah, so basically, the, so there are departments within departments. So within the law enforcement department, there is a specific department or jurisdiction that uh, specifically works with the memory spell. And this has been going on for a couple decades at least. Um, okay. This is this is something that they have been doing for a while. Okay, and I would like to um, just get a list of records, like maybe the names of who, the, like the cases they've had to use it on. Maybe something mm -hmm. I can just read in this next few hours <laughs> so he he pulls open the top drawer which is a little bit of reach for him because he's kind of a short guy um, and and he he reaches and he pulls out the first file and it's a really chunky file and he mm. says uh, this is the list of the uh, incident reports of the oblivious um, charm and it should have uh, listed by name all of the uh, the the times it's been used, 
up until uh, until recently, I think. Um, but it's only times been used by the people within the department that wipes the memories. On, on, oh, very interesting. Thank you so much, Andrew. You're welcome. Now, if I can just get that one on Edison and the case, uh, Professor Delgado. It was said, maybe I don't know. He um he he moves over to the other one. He opens up a door. He goes hogweed, um and and this one is also quite packed. And he said, uh, "What's the uh what's the name of the uh the person you're looking for?" It would most likely be under. It would be either under Edison or Delgado. Um, I, obviously, I'd say their full names. I just mm. don't remember their full Edison names. Gray, um, Edison and Gray, and then Adam Delgado. Okay, uh, Edison Gray or Adam Delgado. Uh, one of um, those two. Yeah, so he uh, he begins sprinkling through, and, and he, he pulls out one close to the front. He goes, Edison Gray, uh, and he opens it, and he goes, empty. And he closes it, and he puts it back. Hmm. Um, and then he, he scrolls through, and he goes, Delgado. And he opens it and he goes, here's one on a Delgado. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, can I just open it really quick and just see if it's like a recent report? Um, so you open it and it, it seems to be just some disciplinary actions from when he was a student. Hmm. Now, you must get a lot of gossip around here. <laughs> it was, well, Maggie likes to keep me refreshed. <laughs> I bet she does. We were actually just gossiping upstairs. Um, I know there was something I was supposed to pick up. It was something on... It was the reason that Edison Gray was taken. I cannot remember the case that it would be called under. He um he he grabs the Edison file again and he looks again and he goes, Well, there's nothing in here yet, so... I don't, I don't know if there's been an incident, or if there is, it's probably stored somewhere a little more sensitive. They're probably, uh, probably still working on it. Probably in that crazy department of conspiracy I hear about. He, uh, he chuckles and he, and he nods and he goes, maybe. What floor would that even be on if it was real? The department of conspiracy. Now is that forty-eight? Oh, it is real. He goes, oh, sorry, what? Oh, well, it, it, uh, nothing. Uh, forty-eight. Interesting. Um, you know what? I probably am just mistaken about the name. I will have to come back on a different date to get that file. I'm so sorry. I will be much more prepared. Oh, I know no worries, sugar. I'm supposed to be Claire's daughter, though. I know. Oh, you're young. You have time. You're so wonderful, Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna... I think Celeste probably in, like, a little bag took her, uh, crystal... her crystal quills, like, mm -hmm. as just, like, a little snack. Yeah. Uh, she's gonna give one to, to Andrew. Be like, why don't you enjoy this? You're here Aww. alone the whole time. I feel like you, you're the kind of person who enjoys a little sugar rush. Well, thank you. That's so sweet of you. And he ah! <laughs>, laughs at his stupid pun. Uh, Celeste actually <laughs> genuinely chuckles at that because she's like, God damn it. He's, he's nice. I feel bad about just completely lying to him. <laughs> well, I should be off. I'm sure dear Robbie is missing me. Ah. So lovely to see you, Andrew. It was like, yeah, call me Andy. You're part of the family. Andy! Oh, you're so wonderful. Can I ask you just one quick question? I, yeah, doubt, you'll, uh, I doubt I'll have it here. Of course. A map? a map? Like something that just tells me what's on each floor. 
No, they got rid of those years ago after oh. some kids broke in and found some secret stuff. Who would want that? Ugh. Yeah. Well, I'll see you later. All right. See you soon. He starts shuffling back to his desk. Uh, so Celeste is going to go there, and uh, I think she might have to press 148. <laughs> you are a lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. Okay. Um, you Have you ever played the game Detroit Become Human? No. Okay. If you hit certain dialogue marks, you unlock things that you never would have known, and you you hit the sweet spot, and Andy gave you it all. Yes! Um, <laughs> you're real lucky. Um, or am I just so good at working people? <laughs> Something like that. Honestly, um, I'm starting to be like, as I play this, I'm like, damn, am I meant to be this person? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm having fun with it a little too much. <laughs> so you you get into the elevator, and uh, what do you do? I think I'm going to. I'll I'll press it. We're still okay. in some free time. This she seems like it would be the time to go see it. Mm-hmm. I am going to go to. I'm going to stop by my mother's uh department first. Okay. Wait, question. Before I go back inside the building, mm-hmm. does Robbie only have uh, access to this? <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, his his card is 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 for this floor, and then he also goes to the kitchen floor, which you don't need oh, a card for. Wait, so I need it to get to this floor? Yeah, to get to thirty-seven. You I am need not it. going back. I am going up to the. I'm going up to the sanctum first. Uh, not sanctum. I'm going up to the department of conspiracy first. All right. So you're gonna head up to floor forty-eight. Uh yeah. Okay. I am gonna I'm gonna see if I can grab a clipboard or something on my way. Clip okay. Alright, yeah. So you grab a clipboard. I'm sure uh, there are plenty around. Oh yes, just so I look like I have a clipboard. Like, you know, everybody <laughs> looks important with a clipboard. Of course. So you get in the elevator, you punch in forty eight, and you sway okay, good. So the, the elevator begins moving. Um, and it goes for just a little bit longer than it would take to get to your mother's floor. And then it stops and the door opens. And what you find is unusual. Um, it's really dark, uh, and everything is a really dark gray metallic kind of a reflective sheen. Um, and there's nobody there immediately when, when the doors open. It's, it's very quiet. Um, and you see that there are two halls branching off. Um, and down each hall, you can see like the outline of a door um, in on each wall as it goes down the corridors. So on the elevator ride up there, I'm going to take out my fancy quill that I just got. And I'm going to, with my heart, think of my mother's handwriting, which is pretty similar to mine. And I'm just going to write something along the lines of, Celeste has permission to explore. Can you roll me a sleight of hand check? Can it be with advantage because of the quill? Yes. Uh, ooh, ooh, it's good, it's good, it's, uh, it's 22. Okay, yeah. So it looks remarkably like your mother's handwriting. And, you know, it, it looks just like perfectly signed. Lovely, okay. Um, so Celeste is going to exit the elevator. Does she feel like there are other people there? or? The air has a really interesting energy. 
it feels charged but it feels very cool and calm it feels full like there might be people but there is no sign of people anywhere okay and there's no one here so far and there's two ways i could go uh could i try to stealthily peek down i want to say right so i think i'm gonna go left all right roll uh, roll for stealth. natural 17 so dirty 20. I'm doing okay. really well, and I'm praying for what it You happens. are rolling very well. Um, I'm just knocking on wood because it's going to go away. Um, so yeah, you, you peek down, and it's kind of like going at a diagonal, and you see it goes on for quite a while, but eventually it turns. Okay, so we're going to peek down that one, too. So you look, and, and it's the exact same deal, but it's it's almost like it was just, like, copied, and it, it's just, like, the same, oh. the same but different directions. So it seems like... If I went the other way, I'd still end up here. Yeah, very possibly. Can I prove that and just follow it and see if it takes me back to the entrance? Just going all the way around? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you walk, uh, you, wait, which way do you go first? I go left first. So you walk down the left path. Um, it, it takes you a while, but after a bit, it kind of feels like you're just in the same section of just the metal walls going off and then the imprint of doors. Um, no handles, but just like a cutout, except it's like a cutout would be there, but it's a door without a handle. So you just go, and then eventually it starts to curve to the right, um, and following it, it continues, and you're in what still looks like the same hallway, and you walk and walk and walk, and you end up back into the where you came from with the elevator, except there's a person now who looks like he was waiting for you. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> Does he say anything? No, he's just kind of sitting there, and he's uh, he's smiling. Okay, uh, let's play this guy's game. Oh, good to see you. Hello. Hello. And you are? Malcolm Edwards. And you? Can I do an insight check on him? Yeah, go ahead. That is a uh, insight of 23. Nice. This guy is creepy. Um, he has this like cheery smile that is very unsettling. Um, and and his eyes are very much, while well, they just meet your face and they're not actively moving, they have like this essence of like searching almost. He, you know what? You're not even sure if the name that he gave you is real. You are not sure how he how he knew you were there. He's not sure, or you're not sure where he came from exactly, but um, he absolutely was expecting. Um, do I get the idea that he is real? You know, you might be questioning a bit. Um, the circumstances that you are in right now do not, they're nothing like you've ever experienced. Um, everything that you're seeing and experiencing might make you feel a bit suspicious, questioning, uncertain, just kind of like the more you you try and become aware of the truth, the fuzzier it feels. Okay, then I think I'm going to say my name is Celeste. Is it? It is. Are you sure? Oh, I'm very sure. Interesting. It seems that you weren't here before. No, wasn't I? I don't think so. It's interesting. I am looking for something. I'm wondering if you could help me. You think I can help you find the thing you're looking for? Absolutely. Do you know what you're looking for? I thought so, but if you have something better to show me. Well, I don't even know what I'm looking for. Well, maybe we can help with that. 
What's your question? What's your answer? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one cannot have an answer unless one is given a question. And once one is given a question, then perhaps an answer may come, though it may not be the answer one is looking for when they ask the question. Interesting. I don't know if you know all the information to answer my question. Well, I don't think I know any information, but I can always guess. I do love a guess. I'm looking for information about several things. Are you good at information? I might be. Hmm. Let's test it. A young boy, Edison Gray, was taken out of Hogweed. They don't seem to know why, what the cause is, or why he was returned. Mm, They do know why. Mm. As do I. Interesting. How do you feel right now? I'm I'm curious. What what emotions are happening? What emotions are happening? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't find myself to be rather fitting with most emotions. Um, right now I'm feeling hesitant to give you more information until I know that you are trustworthy mm. of the first questions. I think you feel it, don't you? I need an adult! <laughs> I am a 13 year old in a dark room with one other man. That answers my question. <laughs> Feeling what? Unrest. Now, I don't know. It's a rather poisonous kind of feeling. As soon as that's in the air it's it's hard to keep away from others you know it's it's a seed is dropped and it blossoms and then it, it falls and more flowers bloom and soon you're standing in a field of unrest but unrest is also something that can lead to bigger things feeling of unrest can lead to more information unrest so maybe a feeling of unrest isn't a bad thing that is your future, isn't it? Unrest leads to bigger things. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting in a few years. Do you trust me? Well, maybe I'll trust you if you give me the information that I asked for. You just said you knew it. I don't know if you're telling the truth. Oh, I absolutely know the information, but you're not trusting. Well, that is the game, isn't it? Well, what you want to know is you want to know why he was taken and why he was returned. Well, why he was taken? Well... Someone made some bad decisions. Many people made some bad decisions. And they let him out of his cage. And naturally, when you let a beast out of its cage, it's going to want to hunt. And that's what it did. And what I find very funny is that the people that let him out of his cage, knowing that he would want to hunt, didn't want him to. Well, no one really did. Well, some people did. But most people didn't. And that is why he took him. That is why they took Edison and why they hid Edison so that he would not be hunted. Because if he were hunted, then everybody would have been hunted. And that's the last thing that they really wanted. So I suppose the answer to your question is why did they take Edison? Well... They had something worthwhile to protect. But was that thing Edison? No. I didn't think so. It was not. I fully believe that they didn't really care that much, that he wasn't as worthwhile 
as as they hoped because they are protecting something more worthwhile. They took him because he's a werewolf. Ah, no. No. That unrest has been done. The real unrest, the real thing they wanted to protect was the knowledge of the unrest. But they couldn't have that until they let the beast out and watched the beast fall into the unrest. Do you understand? I... I'm not sure. You said that a beast was released. Are you talking about... What, who are you talking about? His What's father. Edison's father. Edison's father. Edison's father was released. And Edison's father... Is the beast. Might so be a beast. Why would he hunt his own son? Well, I find that when, when somebody has a disgusting power that is too rich to keep to themselves, they spread it, but they don't want to let it go. Edison is valuable, but not to the people who hid him, but to the, the people he was hidden from. Were the people that hid him the Sanctum or Hogweed? Well, the people who hid him was the Sanctum. The Hogweed could have done just as good without the motivation. Let's come back to this. What about Delgado? Where does he play in this? Delgado? Well, that's out of left field, isn't it? I like to be surprising. It's charming, right? He has a bigger part to play, and the part has nothing to do with this. <clears throat> so, what do I do to get real answers? Direct answers? Well, the question is, do you believe me? I think I do. And did you think about it? Was it my mother? Is that what you would like me to think? Or is there a thing you, know you want me to think about? I can feel you thinking. And you know what thinking does? It unlocks the key. I think that this door needs to be unlocked. Alright. Give me one more piece of information. Is that one all you more? want? Is just no, one? I want all. Well, you know, with the key, you can unlock all the information. So you know what? I think I'm going to speak plain. You want to know why he was released? Of course. Because of the unrest. Because something is happening right now. It's coming, and it's coming fast. And they can't do anything unless they know that it actually is happening. So instead of speculating and waiting and guessing like they did last time, they would rather release the beast, wait for him to make a move, and then get him for good. So the blood feasters. Those are a tired game. Those are done. Those are through. This is something else. This is something coming from... Hmm... They call them blood feasters, but they were never truly hungry. This is coming from a hunger of the people. So, you're talking about the rise. The rise. A revolution. The rise of who, though? That is truly the question, and that is the one they're trying to answer. You know, I, I, I think, I think they, they have some kind of plan. Some kind of plan to, to protect... But I don't think, I don't think they're thinking it through with their hearts. How do you feel about people your age? Eh, they're fine. You know, but are they smart? Well, 
I've become friends with a few overly emotionally intelligent girls, but other than that, not really. Are they strong? No. I mean, not entirely. I mean, Ren is is probably the strongest of us, but not very. But what about their hearts? Oh, very, very, very. Hmm. I can see so, where this is going. So they want they want a Edison because of his strong heart? Not yet. Harley, I can't tell if you're fucking with me or if this is something I shouldn't understand. <laughs> um. Just oh, you're in the department of conspiracy. I know. I get it. I'm just like, God damn it! <laughs> I feel like I have the information, but I can't make this connection that I'm supposed to make. So they weren't protecting Edison earlier. They were waiting. Baiting. Wait. They weren't baiting him in that forest you must not walk in, right? No, no. That that is that is a genuine place of, of sanctuary for Edison. So when Edison was here, they were baiting him. Or were they not here? I don't know if Edison would know that. Why wouldn't Edison know that? Was he not there when he was there? Well, if he only came one time, how would he know that that's what it really looks like? How do you know what anything looks like if you've only seen it once? Unless you trust everything you see. So they took him to a fake sanctum? They may have. Okay, so let's piece this together. A man released by my mother, which has been con- confirmed. She, uh, she made the decisions at the time. Because remember, this, uh, this whole thing happened within the last couple of months. Just the last few months. Oh, and my mother just got the... Within the last few months, um, the position she was before this was second in command. Um, and, and she has been, uh, I'd say within the last, maybe not since the very beginning of the, the school What happened term. to the guy before her? Uh, I, you don't know. Is that the link I'm supposed to make? Did no. you take out the guy? <laughs> <laughs> she could have, but that's not the link. You're, I don't think you're going to make that link you're not supposed to make, which is excellent. I want to I be able to say I learned something that we, w- we wouldn't have been able to know beforehand. Haven't you? Nothing concrete. Nothing that leads us to our next... What we need to do next. Nothing that will actually help us in the long run. I've just learned about what's happened so far. I don't know know what's going to happen. I don't know what the planning is. Isn't that the key is knowing what's happened before? You can't know what's going to happen next unless you know what really happened before. Okay. So let's find out together what happened before. Except for you know and you're just trying to wait until I come to it myself, I'm guessing. Unless I think I know. Always think critically. Never accept anything at face value. Is it you? Because then I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> he, he laughs. Um, and he says, no. I must admit I am exactly as I appear to be. But what do I appear to be? This is not the questions we should be asking at no, the moment. No, That's an entirely I, I different path. more questions. Okay. The key card. Why did Delgado have it? Well, he needed to come maybe here, or maybe to other places. He had the Department of Defense and the Department of Hogwarts. The Department of Education. The Department of Education, rather, which is <laughs> essentially about Hogwarts. And here. And he didn't come to any of them. Not yet. Was Delgado trying to defend Edison? He may have been. Perhaps he sees something. See, maybe he sees the real value that nobody else is paying attention to. 
Delgado part of this up-and-coming group? Which group? The Rise, as they call it. Mm. Or unless they have a different name. The ones causing the rise. Or are the ones causing the rise the ones in this very building that we stand in? Now you're thinking the way I want you to think. Maybe. Another question. Mm. And why doesn't my mother want me to know about you? Well, how terrible would it be if people knew in the very building that is formed because of a conspiracy that we sit and we think and we uncover more conspiracies? I mean, are we uncovering conspiracies or are we creating more? Are we making fake conspiracies or are we debunking real ones? Purpose seems like a fake motivation for some. With my insight check, do I have a feeling that he's a, I don't know, would I get a sense that he's telling the truth or? Uh, yeah, you basically- so he's not with trying your... to fuck with me. Yeah, this is, this is the way he's speaking and it's not, he's not, with your very high insight check, he's not speaking this way to to mess with you, but he's genuinely trying to number one teach you something, and number two, he's trying to communicate something that perhaps he isn't allowed to say straight out. Um, a, a lot of what he's he's talking of is he's speaking of things of the past, but he's also speaking of things from the future, which is really important to note. About what topic is the answer that you want me to come to? This is difficult. There are many topics. Well, let's go over them. Edison. Well... I want you to see what he has. His potential. Past his powers. Mm. Is that right? I think it is. His potential. Edison has potential. Edison has power. That isn't his werewolf ability. Is it just Edison? Is it just Edison? Who else would it be? Delgado? Delgado knows his potential. Because he knows of his secret power, or potential, or whatever you'll call it. How does mm. Delgado know? Experience. In? Seeing. The future? <laughs> um, in a way. The way that... In the way that you see the future, and the way that others see the future. God, I hate your cryptic <laughs> I just want you to know that. I absolutely hate your cryptic bullshit. Let's keep moving. So Edison has a power. Who else knows of Edison's potential? Mm. Your friends. What? What? Your friends no, can your friends can feel it, but they might not know it in their heads yet. Is this the power of homosexuality? Because I swear <laughs> to God. Are you coming out right now? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we all know, time. yes, yes, who runs the world gays. Yes, Pride Month is June. Are you yes. sure you're a homosexual? <laughs> Think about <laughs> it, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have power, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know if I'd call it secret potential. <laughs> um, 
So my friends know of his potential, his potential to what? To be a good student, to be a good friend, to have, be a good person, to be a sign of goodness, to... Yes, and more. Oh, oh fuck you. Um, <laughs> Celeste is absolutely getting frustrated at this point. Well, I'm sure this is an extremely frustrating conversation to have with somebody. Really is. <laughs> this is um, really, yeah. Okay, so, okay, let's just say he has a potential. Let's continue with what we know and see if we can draw a conclusion past that. Is he the next Chosen? Because he doesn't have a lightning bolt scar, and that's what I hear most Chosens need. Chosens are not real. I didn't think so. Chosens are made. Uh, Is he Chosen, like, the made kind? No. No, okay. Um. (laughs) Those don't really exist either, but the concept, the concept of Chosens, they're all made. Okay, so Edison has a power, and the Sanctum wants to use it. But does the Sanctum want to use it, though? Is that who's trying to harvest? Uh, okay, so, and the, his father's part of that group. Now, is the Sanctum also part of that group? I don't know if the Sanctum is altogether enough to be called part is of one group. Is my part of that group? That is a question that needs to be thought about. Well, my mother released him. But why? Why was he released? My mother said something earlier when I asked her about why she was making such a heavy decision. Said there's a long period of bad things and we're trying to prevent them. How is it preventing bad... Is she trying to cause bad things in order to arrest them? Or... Listen, they have spent so long thinking and wondering and waiting to make a move. And only when they see a move being made can they make one in return. So what move was made that made them make this one? Well, Edison was taken, and Edison was dangled on a string. He was baited, and they wanted to capture him again, but they just released him. Or did they want him to achieve the power? I don't know if there's one answer because there are too many variables for that. Edison was taken and he was dangled on a string. We're worried because his father was released and wanted to hunt. His father didn't want to hunt his son, did he? I think his son was part of what he wanted. He wanted his son to hunt with him? Not just his son. Whoever he turned. He wanted to create... Is that the rise? Is it the rise? Werewolves? Turning people into werewolves? Well, that's the frightening thing. It might be part of it. How do we know that that's it? We don't. Or do you? I have guesses. First guess. There's more. Second guess. They're looking for help. Something's still not adding up. And I don't think it will. I don't think it won't add up yet. Did my mother, was my mother part of the group that dangled him on a string? Yeah, that's not part of your mother's jurisdiction. Was, was, 
the school in any case involved? The that's school itself? Good, well, that's a good question. Why would they be taken by the sanctum? Hogweed is supposed to be the safest place for children to be. So to take but Hogweed place, isn't just Hogweed anymore, is it? There's more. There's more to Hogweed than just Hogweed. What? <laughs> Why is there more? Like a building that I missed? I'm sorry. I'm still a first year. <laughs> well, Hogweed doesn't make all of their own decisions. So I should have gone to the Department of Education is what you're telling me. Should you have, though? No, because I wouldn't have gotten nearly as much information. Hmm. Now you're not... thinking. What can't I know with conspiracy? Because conspiracy can be everything. But it also you can't everything. know what hasn't been decided. So I can know what is decided mm-hmm. by that logic. Then what is decided? That more than one needs help. And they're looking for help. And there's potential for help. Was Edison, were they trying to kill him or lure people out? That is also a question. Why would my mother take the man out? He was already in jail. He was already. But for how long? So she was afraid that he would do more. She was afraid that he was going to actually cause a problem. But you cannot punish someone for something they have not done yet. You cannot punish someone for something that has not yet been decided. You have to wait for the decision. So they wanted him to make a decision. My mother wanted him to make a decision so she could punish him to keep him in, in Alaska. Ah, now it's making a little more sense. But it didn't work. Didn't it? It didn't. So it was successful. So Edison would have... Was he conscious? Did he know? Edison knows what he knows, but I don't think he's done the thinking yet to know what he doesn't. Can I open my file... And see if Edison's under the list of oblivious curses. You can. Do I see him? So you open the file, that really long list. You flip to uh, G, his last name is Gray. Uh, And you flip, 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 flip. And there's his name. They made him forget. They were successful and then they made him forget. So that he thinks something else happened. I knew there was something weird about them releasing him without anything. So what do they want to accomplish, then? That has yet to be decided. He, uh, he, he takes a, a step back, and he, he looks at you. He says, I think you understand a bit how to start thinking. I think you have some of the ideas. I think, uh, I think you've gotten what you needed. I'm trying to think of any further questions because I, I kind of do. This is a big opportunity I'm not going to get again. What else are we trying to learn? We're trying to learn about Edison. We're trying to learn about Delgado. Delgado is apparently part of this group that would explain why he has the Sanctum card. That also would explain that he has the Sanctum card made for him. But is he though? Was that Was that confirmed? No. It wasn't. But why would he have the Sanctum card? Was Delgado trying to prevent them from doing this to Edison? Hmm. So Delgado's not a bad person. Delgado's not a bad person. 
Delgado was trying to help. Delgado has information that he won't tell us. But then the question is, why would Professor McConnell tell us not to talk to him? Perhaps Professor McConnell knows much less than you do. You have to be careful with what you say to authority figures. They often know... Trust me. Trust me, I know. They often do not know nearly as much as they think they do. I do have one more question. Hmm. What did my mother ask you when she visited? (laughs) She asked about you. Say what now? (laughs) What? Do I have potential? Am I about to be sacrificed? (laughs) Do I I have potential? Not my mother! Do I have potential? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, okay, okay. Um yes, uh very confusing. She doesn't even talk about my hol- my birthdays. So what? Uh sometimes the mask bleeds past the skin. And with that, I think it is about time you best be going. So I will leave you with these thoughts, these questions, and the ideas that I've given you. Or at least, what do you think are ideas? And he, in a blink, is gone. Celeste is going to take a breath, jot down with her quill in an unrecognizable handwriting. You're cryptic as fuck. Leave that on the floor <laughs> and walk away. You get in the elevator? Yeah. I'm gonna go so, back. <laughs> when you get in the elevator, um, before the doors close, you turn and you see the place where you put the paper. Mm-hmm. It's gone. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> you, you press 37, swipe the card, and you go down a few floors and you wind up back in your mother's office. Robbie is asleep. In her, de- in her department or in, like, the common room? Uh, in the common room of, like, the, the floor. Got where it. Her uh, so Robbie's definitely asleep. Yeah, he's um, passed out. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of the coffee that's probably cold by now, and I'm going to write down everything that I just talked about with that man, all the, jo- all the points, all mm-hmm. the information that I got. I want to know about this potential, though. I wish I asked him if I had potential. <laughs> Would he have said yes? <laughs> <laughs> Am I important? <laughs> Asking God. Do I have potential? Am I important? Am I an important person? Please? <laughs> I don't want to just be rich. That's <laughs> one of four characters in a D&D game. Am I important? <laughs> I know. I don't want to just be the rich girl. There's so much more. <laughs> and that's the only thing she got out of this. Yeah, no, no other, no. Um, so I think Celeste went as kind of had a fucking full day, cause she thought she knew, she thought she had a revelation about her mother with that, but now she's having so many more questions that her mother doesn't just put away bad people; she also brings out bad people and apparently makes deals with them. She released him. That is something I learned, right? That was confirmed? Mm-hmm. That was pretty confirmed. She released him, and she was part of the blurring out. 
essentially. That wasn't confirmed. Um, her part in that, I would say, is not confirmed. So maybe somebody made her do it. So maybe somebody gave her the order. But was she the one who even did did that part? Maybe the person before her? Before she got her... There are, I will say this, there are uh, many parts to a plan. My father? There are many parts to a plan, and, and not everyone knows about every part, and not everyone has hands in every part. Is my father involved in any way? Fucking asked about me. Why is she asking about me? So, or was that just something that you came up with on the spot in order to like? That's like what? Now you're really thinking the way I was trying to get you to think. Your mother walks out into the common room. Mother, um, I have so many questions. For, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. She she says, Celeste, are you ready to go? I suppose. Um. So so you go back down through. Um. She passes right by Robbie, not even acknowledging that he's even there. You flew home. Um, and your mother goes straight into her office, and once I, at home... Be- before she goes into her office, I mm-hmm. would like to... Mother, hmm. during the trip, I... Uh, while I was going to bring down things to Mr. Andrew, I actually stopped by the directional secretary. She's very lovely, Maggie. Um, she mentioned something that was rather interesting. Um... I had found a card on the ground and I was turning it in. She said that temporary cards were made. Mm-hmm. What's that? That seems interesting. It just seems why would you need the have the need for a temporary card if you were part of the sanctum? Well, many people use temporary cards if they are not part of the sanctum, usually, or if they are and they have business in another department. If someone is not part of the sanctum, they could be going for any number of reasons. They could be going to report something to the Department of, of Law Enforcement. They could be going for an interview or an interrogation. They could be coming for a trial. Um, if you are part of the sanctum, perhaps you have a meeting within another department and you need a temporary card to arrive there. Who has the authority to give those out? Uh, the heads of the department. Oh, so you have one. You could give it out if you wanted to. I suppose. Sometimes I, I give your father one to um, meet me for lunch or... Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it's been a very, very enlightening day. Good. <laughs> I expect to see your grades... Sanctum ready by the end of the next semester. Oh, they will be. She turns without saying anything and goes to her study. In your room, uh, Leo is waiting for you. And he says, "Um, Miss Celeste, I apologize it's late. Uh, I was waiting uh, for it to arrive, but I have your birthday gift. Leo. (laughs) He hands you a... Oh, of course I do. I do every year. He hands you an expertly wrapped silver parcel. Um, It's not very big, it's not very heavy, but it looks beautiful just the way that it's presented. Oh, lovely. Um, I'll open it, of course. Um, Inside, you find simply a picture of you and Leo in a lovely silver frame. And you recognize where the picture's from. It, It was the day that he took you to the opera when your parents were unavailable. You were younger then, maybe eight, but it was a fond memory that introduced you to the art of singing. 
In the picture, it's moving. You're jumping up and down excitedly, a smile on your face bigger than you've ever seen it and bigger than it's been in years. Leo is looking down at you, joy erupting from the aura of the photo. God damn it. <laughs> sappy. <laughs> I love being sappy. No, that was to Leo. Oh, to Leo. Well, he also yeah. loves being sappy. Uh, Celeste is just like, God damn it, you sappy. She kind of slaps his shoulder a little bit like <laughs> he says I I miss that smile <laughs> <laughs> it's hard you know with her father's lightning up but I think you'd like my friends though Leo they they bring that smile back a lot more than you'd expect they seem spirited uh, that's a word for them <laughs> Well, you know what you have to do. You have to prove her wrong. <laughs> Look, Celeste has gotten a lot of cryptic bullshit today. <laughs> She's just like, what? What? What do I have to do? <laughs> yes, that's what I wanted. Um, he, he holds out his hand um, to you. Help me do it always miss and that is the end of the first celeste spin-off one shot ah!